At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. of the nightcap here on VSIN, and we go three wide. Bring in Jim Root from the three-man weave. A lot of threes being thrown out right now. Yeah. That is Sean King over there. I need a third. I need the Ducks to win the third. Mm. <laughs> They're up three to two. They are up three I to two. I hope three's enough. Hey, good things coming threes. Yeah. Nice we're here. Uh-huh. Hopefully they get four or five, but I hope three's <laughs> enough. <laughs> Uh, Arizona's up 24. There's no threes about that, but it just makes me happy. 51 27. It's such a peacock. It's such a peacock, <sighs> man. You got to let them know when it's going well, Sean. No. You got to let them know. We have a cigar bed. I had SC plus four and a half. Oh, boy. I saw Providence do this earlier, but I'm not as confident that SC is <laughs> the same thing. Yeah, Arizona <laughs> is, is looking the part. But let's uh, let's kind of go back. Is it, It's a pretty crazy day, and we'll start with the craziest game that there there was. And that's the ending of Wisconsin and Purdue. And, you know, Sean and I watched this in live time. Sean, well done. Had uh, Badgers money line. I oh did not. I had Purdue money line. So that was a I always deserve half credit. Are you two just intentionally betting against no, each other? No, these that we didn't. <laughs> so we never know. talked about Wisconsin-Purdue. Okay. I ultimately took Wisconsin because I thought it was an opportunity on a big stage. Tim disagrees with this. But I think nationally, I don't think a lot of people get to see Wisconsin play. I don't think they play a lot of national standalone games. So I thought it was an opportunity for Johnny Davis to really kind of cement, out. like, you know, his, his hey, deservability. national player of the year. Yeah, it, was, right? it was certainly. So they won, but they didn't win in the fashion that I thought. Because he had an average game. Yeah, he was. You know, but they found a way to win, so I still get the cash a ticket. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think Jim and Jim and I were on the show when Sean was out, you know, going down to Cameron to pay his respects to Coach. By Cameron. the way, who should be the number one team in the country right now? We'll get to that later. <laughs> I'm sure Jim will vehemently disagree, but uh, we <laughs> just we could go factual. Um, but it was like worst case scenario because Johnny Davis didn't stink, but he only got 16 points, eight boards. He's fine, but Oscar Shebway at 18 and 15 he's do what he does all the time. He's a metronome. So I mean, it's I'd say it's over unless we get some 40 point performances and Wisconsin goes on and wins the Big Ten championship. Yeah, our one hope is if Wisconsin has a regular season and tournament title and Kentucky has neither in the SEC and and Davis has to have big games to get to that tournament. So when title. is the 
college player of the year voting? When is it in? Is it end of the end of the regular season? Does it end of the, end end of the, of the conference tournament? Co- conference tournament is part of the regular okay, season. So after the conference tournaments are over, but so it does next, not include no. the NCAA tournament. Correct. No. It does not include that. So it is up until uh, next Sunday. And then it's over. So it's a big tournament then for Wisconsin sure. and Johnny Davis. Well, and I mean both both these guys. I mean Wisconsin is you know top ten in the country, and Kentucky obviously top ten in the country too. But I, I want to stick with Wisconsin because you know another lucky team is Providence. Uh, the luck metric on Ken Palm uh, has been not their friend, so to speak, all year. And I want to get to them in just a moment, Jim, because I thought their performance today was was. Really impressive, yes. and and should you know uh, remove some of the luck factor. Wisconsin, they're now fifteen and one in games decided by six or less points. That is ridiculous. And by the way, the only game they lost was to Providence, oddly enough. Naturally. So, um, what do we make of Wisconsin? Because Resume-wise, their resume is phenomenal. It's incredible. Phenomenal yeah. resume. They've got good non-con wins. You know, they won the Maui Invitational. Uh, you know, they beat who? They beat. They beat St. Mary's. They, they beat, beat Houston. Houston. Full strength Houston. So, yeah. I mean, their their resume is really good. So let's start first. Seeding. Where do you think they're looking at right now? You you could make a case for like a one or a two with the resume, and maybe a two is where they land. But the committee has shown some reliance on these predictive metrics, and I think they, they want to do it out of fairness. It's not out of uh, – they, they don't want a one seed playing a two seed that is, you know, they're going to be like a 10-point favorite over. They're trying to, like, balance that out. For selection to the tournament, it's resume. It's what you did, who you beat. That's the selection part of it. Seeding, there's a little more of the advanced analytic to predictive stuff. So I would, I would say Wisconsin – Probably straddling a two and a three. This is a big enough win tonight that maybe there are two. When you look at the futures right now and you scroll and you scroll and you scroll, you got to go way down to 60 to one. And I was asked a couple weeks ago on uh, on a a radio hit I was doing, and they asked, Wisconsin 70 to one at the time. Is that a good bet? And I was like, I mean, I guess, but they're not going to win the national championship. I just, I, this isn't a knock on them. They have a great player in Johnny Davis. They've got a you know a, a ninety year old in Brad Davison. Uh, you know they've got a they've got it all. They've got size. They've got toughness. Uh, they're you know they're pretty well coached. And Greg, I just I can't see this team winning six games against. Look, Duke at its best. Arizona at its best. Gonzaga at its best. Uh, you know you, you look at these teams. How good is your good? I just I don't see it. Even though. They've got a lot of wins against really good teams. I, I just I have a hard time envisioning it being six in a row. Yeah, if it goes right for them, they'd only have to beat two or three of True. those teams. That's that's kind of what you're hoping for. Um, I just wanted to say you mentioned luck and, and how Providence uh, only only lost by two tonight. Yeah, they're out of the top spot in luck. Wow. They have been passed by UNC Wilmington. Congratulations, Providence. You're only second in luck nice. now. Wisconsin is fifth, so they're right there. Uh, but yeah, the, like the the close game thing is insane to me. 15 and 1 in those close games is I would have thought unsustainable but hey I'm saying 12 and 1's unsustainable for Providence. Wisconsin's got three more than that. They they have been remarkable late. They have great free throw shooters. They take care of the ball. Every so often you bank in two jumpers in the final 20 seconds. I mean, if that wasn't the most Wisconsin finish to a game <laughs> this year. And by the way, uh we mentioned Johnny Davis's Johnny Davis's quote of uh, uh about Chucky Hepburn's uh, game winner there. I'm not going to lie. That was some BS. 
but it went in. <laughs> Self-awareness. He knows. It's true. They won. They don't. And and look, people are tweeting me. They're like, "Is it luck? Is it? Are they good? Is it a little bit of both?" Yeah, I think it is both. The, it counts the same on the resume. Right. You have to be discerning if you're looking about projecting that team. And is that sustainable? So the team. So the team that they beat Purdue. I have kind of. I've been off the Boilermaker train, so to speak, pun intended, uh, for for a while because they can't defend and. I don't know if it was just a one-off, but like Jaden Ivey going three for nine from the free throw line was bizarre tonight. I mean, it's the big shot, right? He ties the game up at 67, but you know, they're 101st in you know defensive efficiency. To me, they scream like if they get bounced in the first weekend, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I mean, the historical precedent for teams that are that heavily skewed to offense, like top two or three, four in offense and outside the top 80 in defense is bad. Ohio State last year, first round, went out to a 15 seed because they couldn't get stops. Iowa last year went out in the second round as a two seed because they couldn't get stops against Oregon. Mizzou Tigers back in 2012, oh, best offense North in the country, State. lost to a 15 seed because they couldn't get stops. It is a tough way to be successful in the NCAA tournament because you can only win one way, and it's when you're scalding offensively because your defense isn't there to save you. Yeah, it is. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. My concern with Wisconsin. How good is the Big Ten, really? They've kind of beat up on each other. You know, when you look at people that prognosticate the draft, it's not littered with Big Ten players across it. You look at their non-conference, Providence is a good team, Marquette's a good team, Houston, St. Mary's, but they didn't really test themselves outside the conference against the Kentuckys, the Kansases, the Dukes, you know, those big-time programs. So I'm just interested when they get in a tournament, and they face, you know, one of these teams that have elite-level NBA-caliber players. You know, how do they hold up in that situation? I'm sure, uh, you know, a Wisconsin fan is probably screaming, like, we, we got to beat who we play. Right. That's what they've done. But, yeah, I mean, that, that elite competition is going to be a challenge for them if they're in those close games and they're taking on more NBA talent where Johnny Davis isn't this, like, single differentiator. And Ivy, I guess, is up in that level, too. But it's, it's going to be dicey for them. It's really hard to just... Win close game after close game after close game against better and better and better teams. Because in your opinion, like, how good is the Big Ten? I mean, Purdue, we think is flawed. You know, and, and Tim look, doesn't like them. And, like, they're... Look at the Big Ten last yeah, year. I think know. you could make an argument that last year's Big Ten was better, and they put one team into the second weekend. And this year, there's there's nobody in the top ten at Ken Palm. There's nobody in the top ten at Bartorovic. These predictive sites don't love the Big Ten this year. And I'm concerned about what that 12, means for March. The Big 12 has three teams in the top 10 in Ken Palm right now. And that's Baylor, who continues to play exceptional, uh, even with Chama Chachua out. Uh, Kansas loses tonight. So Kansas now lost two in a row, Jim. Uh, this is a team that I want to say maybe either late November, early December, I went and fired a 14-1 to future on them. And you can still get that price pretty much. You might even get a little better. What is wrong with Kansas right now? Is this a lull? Is this a is this a serious concern? Look, TCU is a tournament team, so it's you know it's not an, an awful loss. You go on the road, you were a six point favorite. Uh, Baylor kind of took things and ran from them uh, on Saturday. Very impressive performance by Baylor. But you know, you're looking at Kansas now, and you're almost wondering like, okay, when are they going to take off? How concerning are you? Concerned are you about this Kansas team? A little bit, because sometimes they just can't get easy baskets. Their two best players, Agbaji and Brown, are more jump shooters, which can be a little more high variant from night to night. And McCormick, the big guy, 
comes and he goes. Like tonight, he only had two field goals, eleven points in twenty-one minutes. They, they really they they need a little more pop, and that's kind of what Remy Martin's supposed to provide. He came back uh, against Baylor, gave him some minutes tonight. He played twelve minutes, wasn't really looking great, but they need somebody that can get to the rim, collapse defenses, rather than having to rely on McCormick to be at his best because he's not always, and, and they're reliant on shooters outside of that. I just saw Seth Davis tweet this, and I I'm, I want to get your thought on the other side. And Seth Davis just said, I'll paraphrase essentially is. At their best, who is the best team in the country? I think I know Sean's answer, uh, but that's what I'll ask Jim next. And Sean is waiting. He's got his pen ready. He wants to know winners for conference tournaments. We will get into that as well. Jim Root hanging out with us. It is the nightcap here on VC. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. If you're looking for the for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCasts wherever you get your podcast. Alongside Sean King, Super Bowl champion, I'm Tim Murray, joined in studio. Three Man Weave, make sure to check them out. Great content coming out from the Three Man Weave. What? Oh no, what happened, Sean? Oh my gosh. So Sean is sweating out the what ducks? I mean, great, great set play by the ducks. Get a shot on goal. The deflection sitting right there. And oh man. Boston's goaltender turns into Hublo Houdini. <laughs> Hublo Houdini? Yeah. I created a person. <laughs> so he needed to be a superhero. <laughs> Look at the puck. Oh, my goodness. Like, I don't know hockey that well, but is Hublo Houdini a, a guy? <laughs> Look at this. Person? The guy right there. Come on, baby. <laughs> oh, he's. Oh, my. All right. Back to you guys. So the second half is just underway. Arizona led 51-27 at the break uh, over USC. Uh, Sean and I have a little uh, wager on this one. A little, little cigar bet. Come on, Trojans. Go on a run. USC got the first bucket out of the half, and now an offensive foul. So uh, things going your way. Um 
But Seth Davis just tweeted this out, and I'm curious to get your guys' thoughts. So he said, best A games in college basketball. And he's alluding to what we're seeing from Arizona in that first half, which was just, they're just imposing their will, dunking all over the place, hitting their threes. Kind of like what we saw against uh, the second time around against UCLA, right? They were tremendous. And then even when we saw them against Michigan, I thought that was one of their better games. They were really good uh, here in Las Vegas. So Seth Davis rated it this way. One, Arizona. Two, Duke. Three, Auburn. Four, Kentucky. Five, Gonzaga. In your opinion, Sean's just glowing over there. I know what Sean's going to answer, but I'll, I'll let him answer. Best A game in the country is who, Sean? Well, I just thought it was interesting that uh, I have three of the teams that self said have the best A game in the country versus the field for a cigar bet with you. That's true. Yeah, Auburn, Duke, Kentucky. Uh, by the way, I did get uh, our guy Mo, Mo Toy Pearson over at WinBet to uh, give Come us with odds hypothetical that. odds. What he said. Uh, I got minus 320 and you got plus 260. Well, of course. I mean, you get, what, 62 teams, I get three. <laughs> it's 65. I just tell you this, I feel extremely comfortable, especially if they all end up in different regions. You got to cross your fingers on right. it. Well, Kentucky and, and Auburn can't they, be they in the They won't same be in the region. same so that's region. Good. Right. Yeah, that's good news. Duke being on a two-line and, and, and Auburn being on the First of all, one. Duke's a one-seat. Like, one of the, reasons, one I mean, of the, issues, can, one of the issues I have, you know, with some of the metrics that create the seating Jeez. is that Duke has the best two neutral court wins in the country. Kentucky and Gonzaga. Nobody else can say that. Yeah, well, they also I, lost at home twice. I so know, but uh, they have three losses by a combined four points. Doesn't matter. You can't lose to bad teams. And they played a terrible second half in Ohio State. They were up 13 at the half. They didn't and score the Ohio State last loss doesn't even minutes. hurt them. Yeah. The Ohio State loss well, isn't a bad loss, so it's getting worse. The Virginia and Miami. and, and Well, they lost two of those games by one point doesn't and one matter. by two. To yeah. me, that dif- that's different can't, can't lose them. than Arizona losing by double digits to Colorado. I do think margin of victory, you know, should play a factor. I mean, do you want you? I mean, clearly you need to be on the selection committee. I should be. Yeah, the, the seedings would be a lot more yeah. reflective I mean, of who the teams actually it are. It would have been interesting last year with Duke, who had the worst season that they've had since you know Pete. Yeah, Dodd probably to put them in the and NIT. You'd be like, ah, put Duke in there. I'd uh, put them in the NIT. So, all right. So your answer is Duke. Clearly, what's your answer? A game might be full strength Kentucky, and I think we saw it at Kansas. I think what they did at Fog Allen was maybe the best single performance of the year. Uh, I think the top three for that would be Kentucky, Duke, Gonzaga in some order. Auburn is not. They're, A, Auburn is not up quite in that echelon for me. Uh, but I, I think Duke has a case because of the way they play against their best competition. You're making those point about the, those neutral court wins. That's when we're seeing Duke at their best. When this young team is engaged and really locked in and they want to beat the opponent across from them. They're not complacent. They can get to a really high gear. But I think them in Kentucky, and, and I still believe Gonzaga has that gear as well. So explain to me a little bit to Auburn not being in your A game. Because I think Auburn's main deficiency, and it's kind of the gift and the curse. I tell this to Tim all the time. Bruce Pearl has so much confidence in his guards that they don't really play with a lot of discipline and – effective shot selection. Like, I feel like they yell YOLO way too much. Oh, well, yeah, Wendell Green lives for that shot. Right, but when they don't, I feel like Auburn's as talented, deep, and big as anybody in the country. Yeah, their interior defense is incredible. I think maybe my rebuttal is that we haven't seen A-game Auburn away from Auburn Arena. Right. 
Yeah. And that's that's. I think they need that crowd to to get to that gear. We haven't really the at Alabama game was close. They were really really good at Alabama, but it's, it takes some of those YOLO shots going in for them to get to that gear, and that's kind of comes that's and goes. So. I, I I think the best. I, I'm with you. I, I think honestly, it's it's funny how the season started that we got to Kentucky because I think as it has come full circle, I would say at their peak, at their everyone's healthy, playing their best. I would say Kentucky, and then I would say Duke. I think Duke, I mean, you look at the NBA talent that they have. They have some veterans on that team. And you look the same with Kentucky. I mean, I mean, look, if, if what, it, Kellen Grady is what on Kentucky? Their fifth option? Yeah, his usage rate is tiny. Like, I he, mean, he shoots when it's convenient for Kellen them. Kellen Grady, what was, was he the A-10 player of the year last year? Or, I mean, if he wasn't. 2,000-point score. I mean, he was, and that's a dude who's like, ah, luxury. He's just a fifth-year senior who's played a ton of college basketball, you know. So I think Kentucky, and this is making a case for your bet over there, I think Kentucky at their best. Now, the question is, Ty Ty Washington just never seems healthy. Yes. And that's my big worry because you saw it against Auburn, right? They're up, he gets hurt, they lose. Same thing happened at LSU. So up, he gets hurt, they lose. Tennessee, he's Mm -hmm. up. They weren't up in that game, but he was hurt the whole game. So – is Ty Ty Watt ever going to be healthy? That's that's my big question because they I don't think can they win a national championship without Ty Ty Washington? No. Yeah. No. I, I think they will eventually run into teams that can take advantage of their guard play. Uh, Davian Mintz is good. He's not national title good. So I, I think they need him close to his best. He was good tonight. Twenty three minutes was efficient and was aggressive. I think that was the big difference. We watched that Tennessee game you mentioned. He just clearly didn't have it. Even in the twelve minutes he's out there, he didn't have the same assertiveness. We at least started to see some of that come back tonight, so I think that means he's feeling better. Uh, we'll see him in the SEC tournament if he still has it. It'll be it'll be fascinating. I, to watch. I can't wait. You know, I think Duke has the most skilled size overall in the country. I mean, when you put more um, Griffin, Bonchero, Kills, even the big guy Williams, I mean, they're extremely skilled. I think Duke's two deficiencies are don't really have a traditional point guard. So if you get in a tournament and run into a team where the opposing point guard can really break you down off the dribble, we're asking a six 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 or up guy to to guard a point guard because Roach is kind of he's a deficiency in the offensive end, and we don't really have a bench. We don't go yeah. deep. So if we were to get in foul trouble, you know, there's a significant drop off from our starting five to you know our sixth and seventh guy. Yep, I think those are those are reasonable concerns. Um, Griffin becoming what he has like you know early in Helps. the year he, he was nothing in the Kentucky he wasn't playing way. yeah well coach k he knows how to listen coach k knows how to smother talent as good as he's been <laughs> i mean he knows he gets in these little modes for instance zion williamson not taking the last shot and during that season always going rj barrett but anyway we'll get off to that but that and 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 that that's a great point you bring up about that game you know against michigan state at uh, in Washington D.C., I was there. I mean, it was it was ridiculous that Zion didn't get the ball, and that's what worries me about Auburn because I feel like there's going to be a moment where the dude who might be the number one overall pick in the NBA draft is not going to have the ball in his hands at the end of a, an important game, and it's going to be Wendell Green. And it's going to be like what what's going on? Yeah, and, and Wendell Green's had those those possessions this year, and he's gotten a terrible shot or committed a turnover. He hasn't oozed confidence and, and given given uh, observers confidence in the fact that he's going to actually make the right play there. 
So it would be an upset if he makes the right play at this point. So before we hit a break, and on the other side, we're gonna we're gonna talk some conference tournaments, some value out there. I have wrote up, uh, written up a play I like. Uh, it'll be on it's on Veasan.com. We'll talk about that on a conference tournament that is getting underway. Uh, Villanova, real quickly, what's the ceiling for Villanova in your opinion? I think they can make a Final Four, but I think the fact that they're missing that pro level talent. If the they had Robinson it, Earl. Is this a national title potential? Yeah, yeah, I think so. It's it's like we were saying, the gear. They yeah. don't have that gear. They're when you they're say final four, you mean like the final four games of the round of thirty two? Oh, you stop mean? it. <laughs> stop it with your Villanova slander. Hey, hey it's ridiculous. Hey Jim, that that, that that win today, was that was that another quad one victory for Villanova? Yeah, they're they're straddling the two and the three seed line. I, I, I don't love know if they're sinking hey, to a seven. I, I love it when a quad one win, you go in as a ten point favorite. Great great job of putting teams in quads. Yeah, <laughs> two alleged quad one teams playing, and one's a ten point favorite. Yeah, great. What 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 size of a favorite was Duke when they lost to Miami? But Miami's not a quad one team. That's a bad loss. That's a bad loss. I'm saying if, if <laughs> Providence is a quad, if what? Providence is such of an elite quad one team, then how are they ten point dogs? Hey, they were missing a key guard. We gotta go been. to break. Mm. Oh, Arizona's up thirty, Sean. I just took a look <laughs> at that score. <laughs> This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is the Nightcap here on VSIN. And hey, if you missed any part of our show or any other show on the network, make sure to check out our VSIN podcast. We have Greg Hoops Peterson, who's breaking down every single college basketball game. Hopefully, he told you to lay the points with Arizona like I did, uh, because they're up 29. Make sure to head over to vsin.com slash podcast. Hey, Sean. Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Just looking at John Gibson, needing him to go in God mode here down the stretch. So hopefully, we get these Anaheim Ducks on. I was going to pretend like this is a cigar. (laughs) Are you peacocking about Arizona? I am. It's a great bounce back performance by them. I know. It's like it's almost like someone said that last night. Um, You're a smart guy. Arizona up 27 right now. I needed this after Wisconsin and uh, Vanderbilt debacles. All right. Let's make some money. Let's bet on some college basketball conference tournaments, baby. And they have already started. We had some Horizon League. We already gave props to IUPUI. Getting it done. Getting the cover. Well done, Jaguars, today. Uh, Sean is... Staring at the ducks over there. Yeah, you guys carry on. I'm watching yeah, the hockey game. We'll, t- we'll talk hoops. You get yourself <laughs> I'm a I'm trying to get Anaheim home. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's bounce around a little bit, uh, and uh, we'll start with um, we'll start with some of these notable conferences with with big boy mid majors, and and one conference that I, I hope it plays out, and I know Matt Newman's ended up uh, wrote it up for Veasan.com. I really hope South Dakota State wins the summit. And these conference tournaments that don't reward their best teams, it's just asinine to me. I'm not going to go into it again. I did it last night. Holly Howard did it already. But South Dakota State is minus 200 to win the Summit League. By the way, if you're wondering, no double buy, no reseeding, neutral floor, even though it's at the Pentagon in South Dakota, so it's probably going to be a pretty pro-Jackrabbit crowd. Minus 200 for South Dakota State, is that about fair? And would you, is there anyone else there? I mean, Oral Roberts, they still have Ace Miss. Yeah. 
It took this, them to triple overtime. I think South Dakota State's going to win it, but I don't think I would lay that. It's it's This event has a tendency to get crazy because a lot of these teams lack defense. Oral Roberts last year was a bad defensive squad, but they were able to get it done in this tournament. I think they won a game 88 to 86. That's the kind of shootout you can expect from the Summit League. And the, the Jackrabbits have the best offense, so they're most well-equipped to play that. And sneakily had the best defense in the league, too. I think that's kind of the, the little-known fact about South Dakota State. But that's kind of damning with faint praise because South Dakota State's, the whole league's defense isn't very good. So I, I think they will get through it. I just think that price is correct enough to where I'm not excited about drinking that minus 200. And there's juice. no real team that you would say, yeah, worth a flyer. No. Well, let's I mean, let's move on uh, because there's, there's a lot to get to with these conference tournaments. Let's get the Ohio Valley. Ohio Valley. Now, real quickly, South Dakota State is not in, right? They are Correct. out if, if they don't win this conference tournament. Murray State is in. Yep. I, I think they have. So this becomes a bid-stealing situation if Belmont, Moorhead State, et cetera, wins this conference tournament. Now, they do have a double-buy situation. Good for you, Ohio Valley Conference. So Murray State is on to the semifinals. Belmont is on to the semifinals. Minus 225 at points bet for Murray State. Belmont plus 225. Moorhead State's pretty good. They should have beaten Murray State. I was on Moorhead State, and that was a tragic beat uh, if you had Moorhead State that day. Anything you like in the OVC? I like Murray if you can get it minus 200 or better. Okay. Uh, but then if you want to go a long shot, Moorhead is the look. The, the eight They're to the one. three seed, right? Yep. They have owned Belmont. In, in recent seasons, they beat him in the conference tournament last year in the final. And in a, what seemed like a great revenge spot for Belmont this year, they kind of clowned him again. Uh, they just have an athleticism edge over Belmont. So the three seed, Moorhead, I, I think is is much better value there. And Moorhead gave Murray State much better games than Belmont did this year. So if you're going to bet anything down the board there, it's, it's definitely the Eagles. The OVC will be the first ticket punch. That'll be Saturday night. Uh, that'll be the first ticket. That auto. starts tomorrow. Uh, or today? I think it starts in two days. Two days. I think it's uh, Wednesday through Saturday. So it is tomorrow. The semifinals start on Friday. Uh, Moorhead would play on Thursday, so you probably want to get on Moorhead uh, sooner rather than later. All right, let's get to the Missouri Valley. Arch Madness. Uh, this will be a Sunday championship on CBS. This is very interesting because the four seed is Loyola Chicago, and they are the prohibitive favorite at plus 130 at points bet and, and varying around similar price. I, I know you like a team and there's a lot of people. So right now the matchup on one side of the bracket is going to be Loyola against Northern Iowa. These two teams just played a war and they're going to meet in the semifinals on the other side of the bracket is Missouri state. And I know you and a lot of other people are intrigued by the bears. Yeah, I, today I was kind of waffling uh, between Missouri State or Drake as the one I want to bet on the other side because I want somebody on that side of the bracket away from the Northern Iowa, Loyola, Chicago fireworks, and even Bradley's really good on that side. And it kind of clinched for me when Drake released today that uh, DJ Wilkins, starting wing, best three-point shooter, tore his ACL in their finale. They're down a key, key guy there. That tips the scales towards Missouri State. I think they're the best team on the bottom half, which gives them the easiest path to the final. Uh, and then if they're playing, whether it's Northern Iowa or Loyola or even Bradley in the final, uh, they, they've got the individual talent to win there. I, don't, I have some questions about the Missouri State coaching, but uh, I think they're good enough to get to the final and, and even win it there. All right. I want to get to a conference that is usually the, the conference that gives you a 15 seed or a team that's in Dayton, but they will uh, get things rolling tomorrow night. So you're going to want to get in on this if you 
believe in me. And that's the Northeast Conference. Uh, this is a conference that I have paid close attention to for, for quite some time. And Bryant is the favorite. Now, we're going to show you these odds. And the one I think, the thing I always tell people, got to shop around. I got it at plus 120 today. I think it's still available at plus 120. I think Bryant is mispriced. Bryant is the number one seed. This is a home court situation in this conference. It is not three games in four days. It is three games in a stretch of a week, and it's reseeded. So if there is an upset in the quarterfinals, Bryant, assuming they beat Central Connecticut, would play the lowest remaining seed in the semifinals. So I look at this Bryant team, and I'm curious to get your thoughts. They finished out 13-1 down the stretch in conference. They go 15-2 in conference play. There was a forfeit in there and makes them 16-2. They were undefeated at Bryant in conference play. 9-0, average margin of victory, 11.9. They've got the nation's leading scorer in Peter Kiss. They've got the NEC leading rebounder in Charles Pride, who, by the way, went for 33 in last year's NEC championship game, a loss at home against Mount St. Mary's. But once again, no fans there last year. They'll have fans this year. And the reason I think this is mispriced, and you'll probably bring this up, Wagner was running away with this conference. And then their second best player in Elijah Ford was lost to, for the season with a torn ACL. Since then, they've gone three and three. They lost to Fairleigh Dickinson, who's already been bounced from this conference uh, tournament. I think Wagner, despite the fact that they still have the you know conference's best player, best defender, uh, I think this is mispriced. I wouldn't lay minus one ten. Anything plus odds. I think Bryant is the play here. I know you're laying chalk. But every game's going to be at home. They went undefeated at home. I think there's a little bit of revenge factor. They are a crazy pace team. Top five in the country in pace. Bryant Bulldogs, yes or no? What do you need me here? You got it all right. You nailed it all right there. It was perfect. <laughs> uh, yeah, Wagner is not the same team. They're kind of being priced like they're the same, only just a little tilt towards Bryant for home court. Wagner without Ford has been disappointing. They even skated by a couple of the games when they had Ford. They beat LIU in OT. They barely got by Bryant at Wagner. Bryant is the best team in that league, and, and with the home court advantage, I, I think it's mispriced as well. And here's the one thing, the last thing I would throw out there. So let's say you get it at plus 120, plus 110, whatever it may be for Bryant. The hedging opportunity that you'll have in the championship game is going to be solid because Wagner, who played Bryant over the weekend, this is why this is mispriced. Over the weekend, Wagner went to Bryant they closed as a four-and-a-half-point underdog, so you were getting plus 175 on the money line. If you're, if it's LIU, which I think it will be, you're going to get plus two, $3. For, LIU's good. LIU's yes. good. So. And, they, and they beat Bryant once this year. They have some size that can bother them. But, uh, yeah. I, Sean, you got a goal? <laughs> goal! <laughs> 21 seconds left, and the Ducks come through. Wow. Stradamus, we sat at Legacy Club last night. We had a longtime viewer, listener in town from New York. Happened to just walk over to our section, ask could he sit down. We start talking. He's been following the network forever. I put Stradamus at risk, and I said, take everything you have and go two-team parlay. Tampa Bay Lightning, puck line. Team it with the Anaheim Ducks at plus 175. Ducks just scored to go up 4-3. Wow. 21 seconds left. Let's get it home, baby. 
Jim Root, you're welcome anytime. Yeah, you're welcome okay. anytime. Bring a little good luck charm. Yeah. I'm, I'm bringing the Wisconsin Providence luck. There we the go, baby. Well, I mean, let's go. It's good because that that's happening too. They got that a lot more riding up there. <laughs> Beautiful cigar. All right, Jim is going to take a look with us at the slate tomorrow, and there's one more conference tournament that Jim sees a little bit of value in. We'll talk about that on the other side. It's the nightcap here on the. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. The college basketball season is in full swing. Grab a five-hour energy to stay alert to watch all your favorite games or stayed up late to see the that intense overtime game. Take a five-hour energy shot in the morning so you can energize your day with zero sugar and an unbeatable blend of vitamins, nutrients, and caffeine. It's the perfect pick-me-up for getting stuff done. Go to 5hourenergy.com to find over 15 flavors to choose from with flavors like grape, Tropical Burst, Cherry, Blue Raspberry, and more. There is a flavor for everyone. Get a five-hour energy today. Sean doesn't need any five-hour energies because he just hit a, a nice little two-team parlay. That's right. We're trying to create something with this Puck Stradamus thing. Yeah, just, just stick to pucks. Yeah, so lightning puck line paired with Anaheim Ducks at plus 175. Nice little hit for a Tuesday. And you didn't put USC plus four and a half in there. Yeah, that's just for a cigar. Yeah. Like, I don't believe you in them like that. You pretty confident. I don't believe in them and like that. I told that. you they were frauds last night and you disagree. But we do have an expert in college basketball on the show, so I want to pick his brain while he's here. You're going to be with us tomorrow, right? Yes, if you, if you guys will have me. Sounds, sounds like you want me so, back. Sean's, Sean's going to want yeah. you back. Listen, Jeez. I can watch the hockey game for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, I see why I'm here. So there are three teams that I'm really bullish on as we get close to conference tournaments. And they're Tennessee, Arkansas, and VCU. I, I'm, a, I'm a real believer in because of the roster turnover that exists in college basketball, where if you have an elite player, he's generally only there one year. A lot of times you don't keep freshmen until their senior year. And now with the transfer portal, you've seen these rosters really change that sometimes – teams with expectations, it takes them a little longer to find continuity and consistency 
And when I look at Tennessee and Arkansas, I look at two teams that had high expectations, started slow, playing really good basketball now. VCU starting to play really good basketball. Talk me through those three teams, please, and what are your expectations for them moving forward? Start with VCU because I adore VCU. Mm -hmm. I I am a huge fan of that team. They started slow because their point guard, Ace Baldwin, was out with an Achilles injury. They were still kind of solid with him. They went to the, uh, the Bahamas tournament and were, you know, they held up decently well. Since he's been back, they've been awesome. They, they have vaulted themselves. I think they're in the field right now, uh, and they, they should be. They've, they've really shown a clear divide between pre-Baldwin and post-Baldwin. So I, I love VCU. I think they're going to be a, a really tough out. Uh, I'll go to Arkansas next. This is a team that definitely started slow. They had a really tough window right around Christmas. Uh, lost to Hofstra, which was a, a kind of a shocking one. Lost at home to Texas A&M. That was weird. Um, but uh, maybe it wasn't Texas A&M. I need to double-check on that. But I, they are definitely surging a team that I was kind of lower on in the preseason and I've come around on because I didn't think they would be able to defend in the same way that they did last year. They were really switchable and they've kind of figured that out again this year. They've got that defensive identity back. They've been awesome at home, but they've also won some tough road games. So it's not just a home team. Uh, I'm with you there. And lastly, Tennessee is a great point because Texas tech is this darling or the media and a Tim, I, I took them in our futures draft. I took Tennessee. And yeah, yeah, they, they are almost clones of each other. Statistically, they're both top three defenses. They're both right around the same offense. They're 10 and 11 Ken Palm and Tennessee gets nowhere near the same love that Texas Tech does. And I think that's probably misguided. I don't know if it's some general Rick Barnes skepticism. I don't know if there's Texas Tech getting more love because of the Chris Beard situation, just being more visible because of that. But Tennessee is right there. They've shown a little more consistency on offense this year with the young guards that they have. I'm with you. I think that team has some some real upside in March. What are VCU's odds right now to win the conference? To the win eight, the conference eight, eight, tournament? Ten. Well, you don't have the A-10 bracket yet, so most places don't have Until odds. the bracket? Yeah, so the bracket will come out. And SEC is still up for grabs, right? They're a regular the season. The conference tournament? Right. Yeah. 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 So you you won't get the majority of those odds until this weekend when the brackets uh, are revealed. I That's think I'm going to bet all three of those teams. I, I love to win VCU the conference. to win the A-10. Yeah. To I, win I, the I, conference tournament, I am. If you yeah, if you like filter Bartorvik for the dates of with Baldwin, I, I can do it real quick in a second here. But it, it just it underscores how much better they have been with him. Real quickly before we take a look at tomorrow's slate, you uh, see a little intrigue in, in value in the SoCon, the Southern Conference. Yes, I'll get what, that, yeah. that pick out there. Um, Chattanooga is the second favorite mm-hmm. on on the odds board, plus two thirty, even up to plus two fifty some places. They're the best team. They're the one seed. I think they're getting knocked because of the path. People think Wofford is the tougher team, but they took care of Wofford twice this year. And Samford on the other side, they're the three seed down there at 15 to one. A, they might be worth a little bit of a sprinkle. And B, they beat every single team in the term or in the league this year. They have a win over everybody. That's no easy draw for Furman either. So I actually like Chattanooga's draw better. They've got two shot making guards. I think that's a great price for them. All right, take a look around, find the mocks. Uh, to do some damage there in the SoCon. Uh, SoCon is a neutral floor, right? Yep, in Asheville. Okay. Uh, all right, let's take a look at uh, at the slate for Wednesday. And I want to jump to a team we just talked about, Arkansas. Arkansas is laying five and a half. I think this is a tricky spot for the Razorbacks. The Razorbacks are playing really well. Uh, you know, I, I love what you're seeing from Eric Musselman's team. They've won four in a row. Uh, they've only lost one game in the last, what, a month and a half, uh, but you're coming off of an emotional win over Kentucky. 
and it, it, it just seems like a letdown. Odds makers are saying five and a half, right? Ken Palm has it at three. I think this is a tricky spot for Arkansas. I don't know if I'll play LSU, but I think this is a this is a really bad spot for the Razorbacks. Yeah, and I was starting to kind of like Arkansas. Like, oh, I like them at home. But coming off that win, like you mentioned, and they've already won at LSU, which I think this year we've seen that be a, a good angle for the road team here, mm-hmm. where they lost the first one at home. Now they're going back on the road. And I do think this number is a little high. Yeah, You mentioned it being two and a half points higher than Ken Palm. I think that's a little bit of odds makers trying to cover for the Arkansas money that they've gotten and the fact that they've been so hot against the spread. They don't want to just be dumped with, with Arkansas money at a vulnerable price. Uh, so, yeah, I, I've kind of just in our discussions here in the studio, I've been talked off the Razorbacks situation here. I, I'm glad we did that. Sean, I know you are intrigued by. Uh, I'm all over Auburn. Auburn at Mississippi Auburn State. Auburn at Mississippi State. I think this is a great situational spot for Auburn, and here's why. A lot of times, teams that have talent but haven't experienced elite success don't know how to handle that success. And Auburn is a team that kind of played with a chip on their shoulder until they made it to number one, and then we saw them start to plateau. Energy wasn't the same. Uh, discipline wasn't the same within games from a shot selection standpoint. And the worst thing ever happened for Auburn. They escaped by a couple games, beat Georgia late, you know, one against, uh, I think it was, I forget it was. Mizzou, they won Mizzou. by one. They won by one. By now it's caught up with them. They've lost two of the last three, three out of the last six. I think this is exactly what Bruce Pearl needs to have them laser focused on the road against a Mississippi State team that's okay, but not great. I think it's a great matchup also for Auburn. I like Auburn minus three. I think they're laying right now. Yeah, it's spooky. Their last five road games are three losses, and the, the Georgia and Mizzou yep. barely, barely they're wins. They're 0 and 5 ATS in their last. That's right. Sometimes with teenagers, they have to touch the stove. You can tell them the stove is hot, yep. and they're just going to go up there and touch it. I think that's what Bruce found out with his squad. It's dangerous because Mississippi State is 10 and 6 against the spread at home. They've been a much, I think they've won one road game all year, much better home team. And I'm going to parlay this with Notre Dame, oh, minus God. one and a half at Florida State. So I'm going to probably do uh, money line on both okay. of those just okay. so I just got to win. I don't want to get unlucky. Somebody bank a three-in or something. I think the money line's smart because we've seen Auburn have those a couple close losses, close shaves on the road with, with Georgia and Missouri. So maybe See? that's the way to You're go. learning. He's learning. I, I've been doing money line parlays. Well, why would you do that? I would go the opposite way. Well, when you have Villanova in a money line parlay, I won my bets today. So, for instance, this is how different we are when it comes to how we wager. I had a two-team parlay in college basketball tonight. Providence money line, West Virginia money line. Like that's yeah, how I look at it. Like, big. Yeah, I, I'll go big, go home. <laughs> I, I had I had a Villanova and Michigan money line parlay, Villanova and Arizona money line parlay. Mm. Yeah, couple of winners. All right, uh, one more game that I want to throw on your radar. Maybe if you have a game that you like. Uh, I loved Maryland over the weekend. I texted you. I texted Sean. He did, just didn't yeah, listen to I it. I sent you the voicemail. Yeah, uh, it was a winner. No big deal. They won outright. Uh, now they turn around, Maryland. Emotional game, uh, reunion for the 2002 team. Now they're laying six against Minnesota. Maryland, are, are they capable of laying six points? Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't feel right no. for them right now, especially coming off the, the big Emotional hype. high. Yeah, the 2002 team. SVP was in the building introducing the team. 
Uh, I could see this being a little bit of a midweek letdown. We're not that excited about this Crowd's one. Crowd's not going to be juiced like it was on Sunday. And Minnesota has no quit in them. That that team is going to fight till the bitter end. I, I think you're you got I a think, good spot. I think I like Minnesota. Anything jump out to you before we uh, sign off here in 30 seconds? Indiana Rutgers under. Ooh, I love okay. that one. This is a gigantic game for the bubble. Both these teams are right around the cut line. Uh, they're both better defensively than offensively. They can negate each other's strengths offensively, basically the paint. They can both take that away. What number you got, Jim? Uh, I don't. I, 132 and a half is what I saw. Actually, there's a DraftKings 132 and a half right now. Yeah, down to, down to 130, I think it's still good. Uh, I just think it's going to be a war because of the stakes of this game and the fact that they can take away each other's strength. All right, there you go. There you have it. At Second Chance Points, check out yeah, the website, stuff, Three Man Weave, on Twitter as well. Scott Seidenberg coming up next with a look ahead. It's the nightcap here on VEASAN. Go Arizona! At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare